Open up your Bibles. Let's do that right. I know it's been a little while. Open up your Bibles. Awesome. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I feel this urgency in my spirit to focus on some foundations. You know, thinking about when I was raising my children, and I know that many of you are young parents or or will be parents, and thinking about raising your kids and raising your family and, and also living your life, it's important that you lay down foundations. You know, because we have encounters with God, and those things are, are supernatural. Those things are beautiful. They, they, they go deep into our heart. But our life is not based upon just a moment. Our, la- our life is based upon the Word. The Word of God is the foundation that, should, that our life should be built upon. And so it's so important that you understand foundations of who you are in Christ and, and what, God, what Jesus has done for you and, and what the Lord has planned for you. Amen? Walking by faith and not by sight. Amen? Being led by the Holy Spirit. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Say, I am a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, then we are ambassadors of Christ, for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So we're talking a little bit about foundations, going back to foundations. And there's so much that I want to share. And uh, I really wish I, I could just like take my heart and put it inside every one of you so you could get the full meaning of what the Lord is, is putting inside of me for you today. But I, I want you to see yourself as a new creation, not as an old being, as a new creation. You have been made new. You have been made new. Many of you heard my father's testimony, how he was, uh, he was thinking about killing himself. He lived a terrible life. Think about, about committing suicide. And, and the Lord met him and led him to a church where he gave his life to the Lord. And from that day forward, he spent the rest of his life living for God. His family, his wife, everyone saw that he was not the same man that he was totally different. What happened? He became a new creation. And if you think that getting saved allows you to live an old life, that's wrong. You are a new creation. But pastor, you know, all my life I've been this way. Yeah, but your life ended the moment you gave your life to Jesus. You are a new creation. The old, what does it say right after that? All things have passed away. 
Behold, all things have been made new. That includes you. You are made new. You are a new creation. So you might say, well, Pastor, I've always dealt with, with, with drug addiction. That's the old man. And that has to pass away in your mind and in your heart. That's no longer you. The old man, the dead man, was a drug addict. The new man in Christ Jesus is, is a son of God, is set free. Amen? So don't accept the old as your identity. Accept the new as your identity. You're not the lost, you're the found. You're not the, the unsaved, you are the born again. Your name is no longer destined for, your, your, your life is no longer destined for hell. Your name is written in heaven, amen. You are an heir, you're an heir unto, unto God, amen. You are a son of God. All that the Father has belongs to you, amen. The Bible says that, that he's even giving you the name, above all name, the name of Jesus. And so don't tell me what you used to me, used to be. Tell me who God has made you to be. Amen. You're not defeated. You're victorious. You're not depressed. You are free. You have the joy of the Lord and it's your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in Christ, everybody say in Christ. Christ means God's anointed one. Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one from God, of God. In Christ, you are a new creation. Amen. When you gave your life to the Lord, you were not separated unto God. You, weren't, you, you were not just, you know, saved, but you've been placed in Christ. You are in the anointed one. You are in Jesus. Amen. So that the same relationship that God has with Jesus is now the same relationship we have with God. We are sons of God. Amen. We are children of God. We are heirs unto righteousness. Amen. We are in Christ. Amen. Say, I am in Christ. And the Bible says that, that we have been adopted into the family of God. Amen. Uh, you know, some people say, well, I gave my life to the Lord. To tell you the truth, it's not about you giving your life to the Lord. It's about the Lord opening your eyes to see the Father, and you came as he called you. Amen. Nowhere in history does a child choose the Father. But always it is the father or the mother that chooses the child in adoption. You've been adopted into the family of God. Amen. Your name is written in heaven. You are a child of God. So now you are a new creation. You could, you could still do the things of the old, but the things of the old are, are not going to fulfill you or give you any peace compared to the things of the new. The things of the old, matter of fact, it's just like, you know, it always leads to death. It always leads to condemnation. It always leads to shame. It, 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 it removes your, your intimacy with God. Amen. And so that's why it's, it's important that you declare that all things have passed away. You know, pastor, I have a lot of regret of yesterday. All guilt, all shame, it passed away. Amen. You have a new beginning in Christ Jesus, amen. You are a new creation. Say, I am a new creation. And so being a new creation, don't allow the old life to put its chains upon you ever again. 
Not only are you a new creation, but now you have been given the power to say no to those things of the past. You have the power to reject the guilt and the shame. You have the power to reject the, the sins and the, and the addictions. You have the power to say no by, by the power of the Holy Spirit that's with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I'm a new creation. And then, you know, the second thing, the old things have passed. So I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to let that be my identity. The old thing is already passed. That's not part of my life. I'm a new creation. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. God knows who I am, and I know my God. Amen. He's not just God. He's my Father. I have His Spirit living on the inside of me, and then His Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. The Spirit of my Father is inside of me as well. Amen. And that is, that is what's leading you more and more into God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then if you read there on verse um, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. All things have now become new. I think I kind of want to sit there for a little bit. Amen. And let me just read this last statement. Now all things are of God. All things have become what? And all things are now of God. Two things. So when we think about our life and we think about our salvation in Christ Jesus, the new person whom he has made us to be. You know, someone says, I, I want to, I'll, I'll give my life to God when I get my life in order. No, 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 no. Come as you are. You, you are not, you can't clean yourself up. You are made righteous. He is the one that changes you. Amen. But there's this new life that he calls you to. So the new things that God is calling you to, it's a new life a new purpose, amen, and new ways. New life, new purpose, new ways. Before, we were under the chain of fear. Fear dictated everything we do. Even when we were raised as children, we were taught out of here, don't go there, watch out, kukui. You go to the store, the police is there. And, and there's always fear, fear, fear. And of course, we love the rush as a kid. We love the rush. But when we get a little older, you know, it's no longer a rush that we want to get anymore. <laughs> but the way of the world is always fear. Lack, not enough. You know, what are you going to do with your life? And then it seems like the doors don't open. And next thing you know, you find yourself feeling like, you can never make it in life. And so you try really hard to do something and become something, but it just doesn't work out because, you know, as much as you think you've got someplace, we all notice just this, in this season, things that we've been working on to make ourselves some sort of prosper, have some sort of prosperity or, or become something, in just one moment, it's all taken away. You know, right now, was it, we're at the highest levels of unemployment that pretty much in the history of, of the United States of America. 
And of course, I know they're giving you checks, but those checks are not going to last long. All right? And so you have to decide whether you're going to follow the steps of fear or follow the steps of faith. Recognizing that you are living for God, that you have been called by God, that he chose you to live now, in this season, this time. And so you have to fully surrender to the ways of God and say, Lord, not my life, but your life. Not my ways, but your ways. Amen. And stop living according to the ways of this world in fear, but start being led by faith and hearing from God and being a part of that. So many of us are making plans and we're, we're making preparation for the future, but have you ever stopped and said, God, what is your will for my life? What is your direction for my life? Am I serving myself or am I serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Amen. And so my, the, the new things that God has for us and the new ways that God has for us and the new life that God has for us, it is all based upon relationship. That's why we worship. That's why we pray. That's why we praise. Because when we begin to worship the Lord, his presence comes. And when we begin to praise God, the fears of the world are broken off of us. So now that our hearts and our minds are totally dedicated unto God, then the Spirit of God could speak to us so clearly. Many people say, I, I really want to hear from God. How desperate are you wanting to hear from the Lord? Because He will speak to you quickly and clearly. But if you got so much other stuff that's in the way, God has to remove all that stuff before he can speak to you. So when I praise God, I, you know, I'm casting off those, those chains and I'm putting on the garment of praise. I'm entering into the holies of holies. I'm worshiping the Lord. And as I worship the Lord, you know, all those things just seem to, those things that have been weighing me down, they seem to go away. And then the peace of God comes and now I can hear his voice clearly. That when I rise up from that moment of worship, that moment of praise, I'm able to, to know the direction of God for my life because I knew that he spoke to me. Amen. And it's part of that new ways and that new life and that new purpose. We're no longer being led by fear, but we're, we're, we're walking by faith. It's the faith life. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Whenever we walk by what we see, it will always lead to death. It will always lead to, to lack of success. It won't bring us the joy and the fulfillment. But when we walk by faith, not only will you see the glory of God, but everyone around you will begin to look at you kind of weird. Because it's impossible to live a faith life that the world doesn't recognize that you're different. Amen. When you're walking a faith life, when other people are, 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 are quitting, you're, you're going to the next level. When you walk a faith life, you will buy with no money. You will do without any experience. You will become things that you'll be, you'll, you'll be able to, to build things and do things that others cannot do. Why? Because God is with you. You trusted God and you just believed that you could. And because you believed that you could, you did. Amen. Hallelujah. You could be hiding like that army when Goliath showed up, or you could be like David and rise up and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Amen. When you walk by faith, you become different. 
And as you walk by faith, the glory of God is revealed through your life and others will get to know Jesus Christ. Amen? It's new ways, new life, new purpose. Amen? The Bible talks about, go to verse 18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I want to talk about purpose. What is my purpose in this world? Like your family and your children should be taught that your, their purpose is to make Jesus known. Their, their purpose is to bring their Lord, their Savior, Jesus Christ, to their generation. I love that the Word of God says that we are a chosen generation. Some of you start thinking, you know, why do I exist? Why am I even here? I mean, some of us get even tired of life itself. And we're thinking, you know, would this world be different if I wasn't here? And does, am I really making a difference? You know, does my family really need me? Does my community really need me? Am I just a burden on society? And you will always think that if you are outside of your purpose. But if you are in your purpose, you will begin to grab hold of the work that God has given you. The Bible says that God was in Jesus reconciling the world to himself through Jesus. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It was the, the love of the Father demonstrated through the Son, Jesus Christ, that brought salvation to the world. Nothing has changed. It's still the love of the Father demonstrated through His Son, Jesus Christ, that is in you and you in Him that brings salvation to this world. You are the hands of Jesus. You are the mouth of Jesus. Your life is the life of God demonstrated to this world so this world can know that Jesus is alive. This world can be healed. This world can be saved. This world can be redeemed back to God. It's the father crying out to the lost saying, son, come home. I love you. Not God saying, I condemn you, I'm ashamed of you. But it's the father saying, I love you and I want you to come back to me. But the only way you can come back to me is through my son, Jesus Christ. And that's the ministry that we have all been given. Why do we come and we sing songs and why do we come and we preach? Why do we demonstrate the power of God and pray for the sick and minister to the lost? Why do we all those, do all those things? All those things are because we are living out the purpose of God in our life of reconciling the lost world back onto God. People are complaining, this world is so terrible. They, they say, God must be so bad to condemn this world this way. No, God did not send Jesus and God did not send you to condemn the world. He sent us to save the world. And so we lay down our life for the glory of God. You're here so that you could be built up in your faith so that when you leave this place, you'll be able to demonstrate to your family, to your community to your city and to, to this world that Jesus is not dead, but he's alive. They say, well, I can't see him. Come look at me. Watch me. Follow, hear my words. See my actions. Watch what God does in my life, and you're going to experience the glory of God. 
Miracles, signs, and wonders, they're all demonstration of God's power so that the world will know that Jesus is alive. And you are a chosen generation. You could have lived 50 years ago. You could have lived 10,000 years ago. But you live today. You were specifically chosen by God. Amen. You're not insignificant. You were specifically chosen by God to save this generation. Amen. I declare that my generation is not going to hell. My generation is going to be saved. My generation is going to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'm going to live my life leading as many people to Christ as possible. Amen. How about you? How about you? Why don't you make that same declaration that your generation is going to heaven. That your generation is going to know Jesus Christ through your life. That you've been chosen for this. You've been chosen for this. Someone says, well, if I, you know, I'm just so tired, you know, I, I want to give up. Give up. Stop living for yourself. Start living unto God. I just can't do anything right. That's okay. When you give your life to the Lord, he leads you. I made my life really easy. I tell you all the time. My whole life is I do everything God tells me to do, and then I go play video games. <laughs> Through this whole, you know, home lock-in type of thing, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, people, you know, building gardens and walls and home additions and you know what the only thing I've been tempted by was I heard that that some of them have been buying like pressure washers and just pressure washing everything you know my wife is like do it do it, do it. me I've been I've become an excellent video game player it's the future I'm telling you it's the future I've been preaching I've been ministering we've been serving God Two times a day I'm preaching, and during the day I'm answering questions, praying for people, encouraging one another, strategizing, leading the ministry. And then when all that's over, I play video games. Why? Because I only want to do what he tells me to do. But the problem is that he keeps on telling me to do things. He interrupts my video game playing. Understand this, that we are soldiers of God. We're soldiers of Christ. And the life that we live, we live unto him. And the things that we do, we do it unto him. And even though it, it gets tiring sometimes because when you're serving and serving, serving. But I've learned that the more that I serve, the more his presence is made available. And it's so important that we allow ourselves to be refreshed in his presence. Amen. Sometimes it can happen in the service. Other times it's just a moment away from God. Many times it might even be the car ride from the home to church. But the Lord somehow, someway knows how to refresh our soul and fill us up again so that we overflow. Amen. Of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the life that God has called us to. This ministry of reconciliation. Some of you, the Lord has been speaking to you about friends and family members that don't know Jesus. And I promise you that the Lord, he loves them. Jesus loves them. God loves them. And I believe that God's going to use you to bring them to salvation. But you'll never see them come to the Lord unless you're willing to do the work that it takes to bring them to God. That means you have to open up your mouth and speak to them about who Jesus is to you. The Bible says we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. 
Your most powerful message is your testimony of how Jesus has healed you, how the Lord has saved you, and what God has done for you. If you can't tell people about your testimony, you are robbing God of glory. We're not getting younger, amen? I know our, our youth is renewed like the eagles, but there's a time limit on this world that there's another one coming, amen? And so you can allow this generation to be the same or you could be a world changer by opening up your mouth and doing the work of the Lord, amen? I pray that this church will never cease doing the work of the Lord, amen? Give God praise, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so let's just go back to the beginning. I met him. He opened up my eyes. I gave my life to Jesus. I surrendered my future to him. He's filled me with his spirit. He's taught me his ways. And now I want to tell everyone what he's done for me. Let's tell our children the same thing. You should know Jesus. He has a plan for your life. You know, for, for too long, we, we've always prepared our children to become something in this world. But if we're not, if we have not prepared our children to become everything in the kingdom of God, we miss it as being, fam, uh, as being parents. They should know that God loves them. They should know that God has a plan for them. You should be able to bring them to God little by little, opening up their hearts to the things of the Lord, teaching them the ways of God. When they start running up, uh, 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 away and they start getting involved in things they shouldn't get involved in, you should be able to, to look at them and say, listen, we don't do those things because that's not who we are. We're not a part of the ways of this world. We're part of the ways of heaven. We honor God with our body. The temple of the Holy Ghost is our, you know, that's who we are. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, amen. We don't get involved in the things of darkness because we are in the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. No guilt, no shame when people stumble and fall. Repentance. Oh, thank God for repentance. How many thank God for repentance, amen? The Bible says that when we repent of our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But, Pastor, I've repented 10,000 times. Well, 10,001. Amen. God is still working on you. Amen. But don't ever allow the thing that, of the old ways, the old man, to become your identity. No, you are not that. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And today's a new day to serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you all receive this today? Amen. Hallelujah. Because a, a lot of stuff is happening. And a lot of people and a lot of, lot of governments are changing and, and the ways of society is changing. But God has not changed. And his plan for your life has not changed. Amen. He changes you by his power, by his glory, by a relationship with the Lord, by his word. But don't allow the things of this world to change you. Amen. You are born again. You are a son of God. And God has called you to reconcile the world back to him. Amen. Say, I have a ministry of reconciliation. Bringing people who are lost back to God. My father. Hallelujah.